Welcome to the Evolution Exchange Australia podcast. We'll be bringing together the best technical leaders from across the industry to discuss their passions, challenges and ideas. I'm Abby Green and I connect businesses with talented contractors in the software engineering market. Welcome to the Evolution Exchange Australia podcast, where we bring together technical leaders from across the Melbourne region, just to discuss industry passions, challenges and ideas. So my name's Abby Green. I connect businesses with talented freelancers within the .NET market. And today I'm joined by Adil, who is a technical team lead at Alenium. Matt who is a senior engineering manager at Oracle and also Harsh, who is an engineering manager at Accenture. So each of the guests um, have been chosen due to the fact they have extensive experience within the tech space. And we're here to today to discuss our topic, which is building a culture of innovation within your development team. So just before we, we dive deeper into the topic, um, I'd like to work our way around the room uh, just with some introductions, just to get to know each other a bit better. So, uh, Adil, would you like to kick us off? Sure, thanks, Abhi. Uh, so, you've already mentioned my name, Adil Jaz. I work for Elenium. Uh, I am uh, primarily a software engineer. I have been in the industry for all, almost 15 years now. I've worked in four different countries, Pakistan, Qatar, Bahrain, and now in Australia, which uh, gives an added flavor because I've experienced different cultures like normal cultures as well as work, work culture. I am primarily, as I said, a software engineer, but I have led software teams, small teams as well as big. Uh, I am a people's person. I am uh, more comfortable sitting among people, talking to people rather than having my own separate room, doing my stuff. So that's pretty much about me. Oh, fantastic. Thank you so much. Mafoso, um, would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, thank you, Abby. Uh, is uh, feeling excited to be here, uh, everyone. And I'm a software engineering professional. About uh, I have about 20 years of experience and both hands-on software development and leadership roles. Uh, I'm passionate about technology and build extraordinary delivery teams uh, where everyone can thrive and achieve amazing results uh, for the team and organization. Uh, currently, I'm working at Oracle. I'm managing multiple services and working with a bunch of talented people across multiple geographical regions uh, to build a complex platform for our product suite. Uh, lots of collaboration, complex problem solving uh, is both challenging and fun. Uh, and whenever I get time, I try to write a, a, some personal blog and try to share some of my insights and learning. Yeah, that's me. Oh, fantastic. Thank you so much. Uh, and Harsh, last but not least. Um, thanks for having us, Abby. I really appreciate the opportunity. Um, so, uh, everyone, my name is Harsh Gandhi. I am working with Accenture as a data engineering manager um, for quite a few years now. I live, breathe, eat data um, every day uh, and every night, I would say. Um, so what excites me, I started my career as a developer and, you know, stumbled upon Tata uh, as an ETL developer and then moved on into the engineering space. Uh, and now I'm working as a manager. I love uh, what I do. Um, um, as as the deal said, I'm also a people person. Uh, I, I believe when, when you're a manager, it, it comes naturally to you. If you're not a people person, you won't be able to be a good manager. 
um that's at least what i feel um apart from work um i'm very happy i've, I've got a young family i've got an 18 month year old a cheeky boy at home um learning to be a father uh, uh, i was mentioning to abby the other day i've got 18 months of experience doing that so um learning as i go really enjoying the journey so far uh, it's really uh, good and that's me perfect thank you so much um so as you listeners know we've got a breadth of knowledge here spanning multiple years which is fantastic um each individually got lots of technical skill in there and also a strong focus on leadership as well so really looking forward to hearing what I've got to say on today's topic um and now I've established a bit of context about each other let's move on to the focus so I'll start with the first question which is surrounding obviously innovation today so what is the definition of innovation within your teams as individuals um I'm going to start with you Adil so what would you define as innovation within your team Fortunately or unfortunately the company I worked for was a startup 7 years back they still operate pretty much as a startup i say that because the the mind, mindset and mentality is sorry to continuously do something new and elenium has done that so they started off as a company building softwares for innovation then pandemic came they built a software very quickly for pandemic uh scanning your heart rate checking your symptoms through machines and all and then uh they are moving to airports so they are adapting to new newer things fairly quickly so because the company itself is a startup and has that culture our team itself you know they is obviously absorbed in that good thing about that is uh every every person every member of the team they want to learn and they are enthusiastic realistic about new technologies and and we all know technologies are changing like literally every 3 4 months we have updates and then you know a new upgrade like a new thing coming out can be very very different from what you already have right now for two reasons primarily one obviously you're learning second you increase your market value because if you don't upgrade as a software engineer you lose you lose your market fairly quickly so my team are very fortunate to have people who are always uh, open to learn open to discuss and uh, Yeah, open to change as I said. So, which which makes things very easy for me. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. Um, and what would be your take on that as well, Mafuzal? Yeah, um, yeah, I th- I think um, yeah, I totally agree with Adil. I think the change of pace is very high at the moment, and I think how how you can keep up with that change and make meaningful impact for your team and organization. um another perspective i see innovation is it's about pro- solving problems so it it is a, it could be unknown problem it could be a complex problem uh is not necessarily need to be technical it, it it is mostly since we are all in technology domain it could be technical it could be related to the process as well that how do we respond and work together so innovation is required in that space as well um sometimes we may need to figure out how sometimes we may know that we need to ach- go there but we don't know how so i think it's basically a journey to an unknown territory so we need to figure out how that's why we need innovation uh sometimes we may not know where do we want to go we know thing needs to be done but we don't know what that is and for for that we have to come together and come up with and uh, I, i think we all know that sometimes we may face any situation some situation where uh is it nothing is done similar to that before uh, there is no playbook we may have a lot of experience and knowledge 
but we may feel that oh nothing works we we, ne- we have never done this before so mm-hmm. so i think um and, and or you may find that okay something is done in another organization or another context uh, but we don't know how to do that in our context so yeah so to me in general innovation is about problem solving and figuring out what and how yeah no absolutely um and harsh how would you define it within your teams um in my team i think they're the key three key driving principles uh, behind innovation uh, the way i see it is autonomy is the first one that's most vital and most important like you need to give your employees the freedom on how they want to work firstly if if you are expecting innovation out of them secondly you want to trust them so if you trust them that encourages them to share ideas and uh, you know attempt new methods to accomplish the goals and thirdly i believe the vision the vision that you have the company has the employees need to share the same vision the end goal needs to be the same that and that's going to enable you to deliver a quality product at the end uh, which which basically is at the bare minimum needs to meet the user criteria uh if not surpass it so these are the three key things i believe uh define innovation within my team yeah no absolutely and i feel like that brings us on really well onto our next uh question um and this is surrounding so how does a team with innovation culture work so in an innovative culture sorry work um i know this was a question that you'd raised mahuzal so just in terms of that what kind of processes or practices would you recommend within your team yeah thank you um uh, i think um you have already covered some of the very key thing i think it's uh, not only process practice and habits and i think the mindset is also there the individual mindset and he already touched based on autonomy and trust and having a vision right so a team cannot just within a context of organization cannot just do whatever they want that uh, that must be connected to some uh, some mission or vision that they want to achieve so it uh, so that is one uh, whatever um, he mentioned is absolutely right the so other other thing i can think of is that uh, this type of team generates lots of ideas so I think the fundamental thing is that everyone should be able to express their opinion, right? Regardless of their background, experience, job title, or seniority, right? I think I think uh, I think we call it psychological safety or whatever a term that basically, regardless, you you should be able to express yourself. You can bring uh, your full self. Um, I think some other criteria or practice uh, that I've seen that works is the decision making that naturally comes. Uh, I think that's repeated yeah it's not like that no no particular person is making the call and uh, it's like it's a uh, different team can follow different thing whether consensus or voting based on facts and data and so this is uh, another thing um two other uh, thing I want to highlight is experiment and failure so basically uh i think and for that you need a uh, not only within the team you need a supportive culture from the organization that you are allowed to do some safe experiment try out new things and get some feedback and and uh another critical thing is that failure if you fail and if the experiment doesn't go as expected how you respond to that failure that do you shut down that project 
or uh, that initiative or you look at this as a learning opportunity that okay we had a hypothesis we tried this we found this feedback we got this feedback what's next and then do the next iteration um i think i will leave it there uh, i think that other presenter have other ideas so yeah yeah no of course thank you so much for that ajil do you have anything to add just in terms of how does a team uh, with the innovative culture work mafuzul is is quite right in in uh, the way he said that you know they like you have to experiment things you sometimes they work other times they don't uh not many people get that opportunity within their companies because obviously we are obviously working for an employer so some some companies do uh, allow their their um, employees to you know they they give them time to do something to come up with something others don't so i'll give example of my company for example we are so fast paced that we have projects one after the other in the pipeline and you hardly get time to breathe so although the being a startup we have lesser processes and sometimes we obviously miss out on following all of them but uh yeah it's like you have to find a balance between the two so you know you have uh, obviously you are working on a product which is innovative and the the biggest thing with such kind of products is if you're bringing something new in the market there's and and you feel that thing is right now lacking or missing in the market that product or solution be sure that someone else is also working on the same thing as well so time to market becomes even more important so in that cases you have to create a balance between processes and uh, you know culture and considering you know considering uh, my team like because i'm leading a team as well uh, it's it's like everyone wants to because we are building a product for aviation and aviation is something almost everyone has experienced unlike for example me if i was working for a medical firm now i would code whatever requirements i would get but i don't have medical expertise but with aviation everyone has traveled everyone has seen airports so the the challenging part becomes everyone has their own ideas or doing certain things in a certain way i might go to the examples if you know i get chance in future questions there's some very uh, exciting ex- examples but uh, yeah i mean this is what i had to add to what mefuzul said Uh, it depends yeah, on company no. to company and yep and the way they they operate yeah no you're very right as well like you say travel is a massive industry so i can imagine as you say a lot of ideas coming from every angle there which is quite a lot to manage harsh <laughs> um what would you like to add in terms of that kind of culture piece um sure i mean to me the key indicator of a team which is you know excelling in innovation uh is communication so communication 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 so that's that's the key uh within the team which is performing at a really good high level uh, in terms of innovation if you're not communicating with your own team members i i believe you're not going to get anywhere there needs to be a sense of cohesiveness in how you're operating as a team uh especially when you're innovating trying to come up with a new product uh or try to solve a problem what whatever your end goal is uh another thing that is very important uh within uh this this type of team structure is respect and trust i believe i touched upon trust earlier but you need to have respect for other people's ideas questions to me no idea is a dumb idea no question is a dumb question so you need to you know um create that environment where 
you you have that level of trust and respect that you know what um if i say this i won't be judged so sometimes the best ideas come from the quietest people in the room so you need to create that environment that that's that's to me you know uh, is the indicator of a team uh, where innovation is is the key thing yeah no absolutely it's that collaboration piece as well like you say um fantastic and this leads on well onto your question actually in regards to so what has worked within your teams to enable creativity um in an ideal generation to drive that innovation piece i know you've touched on that trust um that trust aspect but can you elaborate more on that yep so there's a few things um that i personally try and you know develop within the teams that i've led in the past and that i'm leading at the moment everyone in the world knows about out of box thinking so when it comes to new idea generation everyone says why don't you think out of box i have a slightly different take on that instead of saying that think out of the box i say stand back and observe so take a step back and observe sometimes you need that you know birds eye view sometimes you need to step away from the problem look at it from an outsider's view that brings me to my second point that i try and encourage people is to get truly get that outsider's view on that either on that idea or on that problem that outsider could be anyone could be your partner could be another team that you're working with within the organization could be people who don't even know that technology but talking um and it's it's known it's a psychological thing as well talking about a thing um helps you unlock uh, you know a lot of things in your subconscious mind third which is a really interesting take um this is something i've started implementing i would say 18 months ago so whenever you have a problem just step back and say think how would a baby or a toddler do that how would a baby or a toddler approach it so you could you could throw in three engineers in a room where they have to lift something and you know first thing they're going to try you know start doing is try and design a pulley or a lever system or a you know fulcrum or something but if you send a baby he might just try first thing he's going to go and try and lift it and see whether he can lift it or not so try and get that viewpoint then um next thing uh, is adapt adapt reassemble and reinvent so adapt with whatever you are presented with reassemble whatever stuff that's made available to you all the resources you have and then reinvent and lastly which is the most important within the team are you able to sell that idea if you're not then that idea will die within you so you need to be a good seller if you want to innovate so these are the key things i would say that drive innovation yeah no 100% i feel like every single point is really valid as well uh, like you say you need to adapt and change and move as well um and bring your team with you um yeah so adil would you like to to add anything more um in terms of that enabling creativity and fluid fluidity yeah uh, just a very small thing that uh, like for example we have uh, several teams like we are working on different products and uh, i am leading uh, all those products so i keep telling the team i keep reiterating that you know every product is a boat and i say this very often 
like in every stand up because obviously we have very short time like i'm i'm just to reiterate the importance that each team is in a boat and if one person fails everyone fails so if one thinks everyone thinks so and keep reminding each other that you know because sprints are very short two weeks just pass and you you need a deliverable some people finish their work others don't so the way we try to be creative obviously we are working on creative products but you have to you have to have you know creativity in getting things done as well so i uh, again my team members i make sure we all feel empowered and then you know be be creative if if you are good at something and you if you have finished your work others within the sprint to finish their work you know i always keep telling people uh, don't come to me with problems come to me with solutions so and you know feel free to you know if if you are submitting a pull request which is code review request submit it to every person including people from the other team they might look at it or might not but it's just to keep everyone involved if every if anyone from any team is interested in any you know any other product they may not miss out because the opportunity is there but they they can feel like they are free to ignore those requests so um being creative i mean creativity obviously comes with productivity like all of that you can be creative in certain ways but I, because i'm a team i'm i'm managing a team i i try and keep people be creative within the team and you know creative in a way that helps you and helps the team deliver as well that's such a okay fantastic and mafozol do you have anything to add in terms of that Sure, I would like to add a few things, and yeah, it's really great to hear from Adil and Harsh, and I I want to connect with what Harsh said that communication, communication, and communication. So I would like to talk about another element. This is called micro interactions, and I was really fascinated by by this idea. It is a very simple thing we do all the time, and this is what a innovative team do that very well. So what does that mean? Is that we mostly work in remote it could be in uh, in uh, physical space as well uh, that a lot of informal and ad hoc communication and interaction happens and and that that is sparks creativity and inspire each other and uh, and basically uh, this uh, and, and it can be a practice so we can set up this type of environment where uh people are able to communicate all the time because we are in the age of social media we are always reacting interacting commenting so this thing also applies uh, whatever teams or slack you use uh, in whatever setting and, and people uh so high bandwidth communication uh happens uh, through these micro interactions and that is really powerful and uh, and you don't you don't and the team doesn't wait for a formal meeting or anything there may be scheduled meeting or ceremonies but whenever they feel no let's uh, let's get together and and discuss and then they get together and have a have a call or meet uh, on a coffee so i think this micro interaction and what um, her said is a part of communication is very powerful um the other idea to I think the question is the fluidity that how can you yeah. so I think this is also comes to a mindset and process uh, is that iterative over having a perfect solution right so because this type of problem are hard um because sometimes we may think that we have a vision of a perfect solution and try to implement 
but maybe uh, I, I think that work most of the team is that they try to break it down and try to do it iterative. Okay, do end to end, but very minimal. And so that probably save a lot of energy and, uh, and, and, and add up the next iteration based on the feedback. So yeah, I think the message here is that iterative over, over a perfect solution. So that is an item. Um, I think uh, another thing, sometimes people talk about design thinking, uh, but I don't want to go into design thinking. I think more or less most innovative team use that. But one element I want to highlight from design thinking is building empathy. What does that mean? That we we understand the problem we're trying to solve uh, for who? I mean, we know the stakeholder for the problem and, and the team is... Uh, really ex- understand and connect to the problem uh, and the situation that want to build a new product or service who will benefit from the problem and uh, and it should be such compelling that it, it should motivate and drive the team that okay this is a really good problem to solve and the team would not be if that that is properly defined and the team is motivated then and then they will not be afraid of tackling the hard task on the way. Uh, even if they have failure, they will come back, reflect and move on. So, uh, yeah. And uh, yeah, I think I will leave it at that. Yeah, no, fantastic. Thank you so much. I feel like all the points that we brought up as well, um, all really tie into that collaboration piece and that trust piece. Each individual has similar aspects within their line of work. Um, and it's nice to see you all as leaders have very similar outlooks in terms of um, what that looks like long term. Um, now, I'm going to change direction slightly um, just around the balance of existing versus new technologies um, and how that affects the team. I know a lot of teams have traditional ways of working. Uh, so, Adil, how how would you balance existing versus new technologies? Uh, it, it's a good question. Uh, yeah, because obviously, as, as we have mentioned before, technology and everything almost around us is changing very fast. So for sure, every person has to upgrade themselves, especially if you are a technologist, you just cannot hate technology, whether it's new or old. When I say <laughs> you can't hate technology, uh, it, it, it should be the same for old and new. I've worked in like seven to eight companies and almost every company has products which are written in old technologies. Now, the reason I say you can't hate old technologies is those companies basically are running based on these old technologies, old products which are being used by the customers who do not want change, who do not want upgrades because it does the job what they are trying to get out of it. So that's one reason you can't hate old technologies. And one funny example, I worked on Delphi. It's a programming language uh, after I graduated in 2007. And very recently, two weeks back, I got a call from a recruiter here in Australia asking me if I would be interested working in Delphi. And I was like, nah, it's too old. Uh, I, I don't think I'm, I'm going to be interested. And then she said, there are perks to it. And then she mentioned salary and all. And then I was like, what? They're still offering this much salary for this old technology? And then she said that, you know, they, they have very big clients using their product. And that product is in Delphi. So that, that's the point I'm trying to make when, when I say do not hate technology. Obviously, new technologies, I've mentioned before, increases your market, which is, you know, you want to be, you want to be marketable. So uh, you are making an impact within the company, but you might not stay in the company forever. 
and you know and the company might not want you forever as well it's like it's not you know 30 years 20 years back my father started in one company in airline pakistan airline and he ended his career with the airline as well the same airline <laughs> it's not the same you know like businesses they have their own challenges so when you join a company like they have old technologies and obviously they probably hired you with your new skills to introduce or bringing something new so one thing to remember as a technologist is you have to respect the culture the technologies the people and processes which are in place so do not try to change everything all of a sudden if you feel there there's lack of something in the company try to make your case first go slow but go methodologically rather than you know just saying out everything loud that this doesn't work this is bad that is bad that's one plus you when you join a company you have people who have been in that company for like you know so many years and some of them since the start of business and the worst case becomes and i shouldn't say worse but the challenging part becomes like i joined a company and i got promoted to be a lead and now i was leading people who were in the company for many years for example so like 6 7 years and they knew all the products more than me that became a challenge so i came in with ideas i was hired to bring in new technologies like for example angular's later angular later version for the uh, latest version for the front end for example and then obviously i had some sort of resistance from existing people who were like you know this works fine client doesn't want to change why do you want to change so as a lead you have to uh, you know step back a bit think about you know how you can maintain the trust and respect between people you know try and talk to people about the benefits of the new technology and how you know you would learn as well as i learned one thing we we used to do in the company but we stopped because of the work pressure was to have sessions every every fortnight so every member of the team would bring up or come up with something new like giving a demo on the latest version of react for example react is again a framework so things like these you know it keeps people interested as well as you know you learn as well and then sometimes it's like you know at least if you are appearing in an interview in future you have heard about something which is latest so that, that i'll just quickly summarize it in a way that you know uh keep learning the new technologies uh whatever you have in the old technologies try to improve them because obviously they also upgrade try to improve on them as well because you might end up in a company which is working on old product but it might need a lot of refactoring or you know new ideas they might not change the technology but you have you may have to make the same thing better so i'll just sum up with that and end with that <laughs> no you're very correct as you say you've got to adapt and move with times as well but um as you mentioned a lot of older softwares um larger companies may have tech debt in them and have a lot of money invested so it's good to hear that kind of opposite opposite side of that argument as well thank you so much um harsh i'll just run that out past yourself now so how would you balance existing versus new technologies and how would that affect your team if they are traditional ways of working look uh, it's it's a very interesting question right so to me new is not always better so the older technologies the older softwares the older products which have been in the market for quite a number of years they are more stable they've been there for a reason so the new technologies they always come at their own price at uh, at their own cost right so you need to always remember that 
um citing an example from my recent engagement with one of the big four clients big four banks uh we introduced uh a product a software product uh, to accelerate their migration from big data onto azure uh and that product had a lot of security vulnerabilities and big four bank um you know being really conservative when it comes to security as as anyone can imagine that was a big challenge so there was a traditional way for us to you know um approach that problem and migrate the data across uh but you know this new software kind of came up came came with its own pros and cons where the pros were it was more streamlined more you know interactive dashboards and what not i'm not going to get into too much detail there but at the same part of time the biggest con was uh the security risk that you know a traditional conservative organization would probably not worth risking then it 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 might be a similar situation for companies where they've got softwares uh built on older technologies um and they they are you know quite hesitant and rightly so to move on to newer platforms newer technologies because it's like with with coding you know anyone who's done coding in their life there's always uh skeletons buried deep in the code so you don't want to expose those skeletons um if everything is working okay sometimes it's best to just leave it working uh if if you ask me uh but there are times where you know it it you know um it requires uh you need to move uh because you are probably on an obsolete technology where the license is prob- probably running out or the company itself uh is not supporting uh the newer versions or they are not coming out with newer versions so just just in order to keep up with times uh, you're left with no other option so it's it's a you know delicate balance if you ask me that you need to maintain between the two uh and it's a, it's a very unique case by case scenario and uh, there is not one single answer for this yeah no i completely agree as well thank you harsh um mafuzo would you like to um uh, add anything else Yeah definitely I think uh, Harsh and Adil has also have covered a lot of things uh, I just want to add few more yeah I I agree that new is not always better and uh, we we need to realize that what is new today is becoming old tomorrow sometimes the the change of pace is very very high and very fast and it change and um, I personally have uh, respect for whenever I work in a new team uh whatever they have i i have respect for that because this is no matter what how old that is that is how they are here today they are they have probably established a business and they have come to today's position due to that technology so and but at the same time you you have to adopt so that you are not stuck and uh, outdated so it's i feel that it's a um it's a journey um that that we need to take uh, as a team and uh, regarding say if if a team or people are uh um don't want to move or a resistance so probably i i think here that as a leader we play different role uh is not only just an uh, authority or that you are responsible for this team and taking decision is it that probably that type of thing doesn't work anymore is about influencing coaching and facilitating and then collaborating that that it's uh that uh, i think adil covered that thing that what is the benefit of this why why we want to do that 
and then uh, that would probably initiate a lot of conversation and probably there is a opportunity for individual or group level coaching that maybe the team has bad experience with adopting new technology very fast maybe we need to wait and see that what is the right technology so maybe we can get some insight from the team uh, based on individual and group coaching that okay why uh, so so first comes the influence that why we want to do something and why it is the right thing to do and uh, and then getting the insight that why uh, what is the root cause of resistance and then take this uh, approach as a journey that okay uh, if we think and then also Adil covered that that what is the benefit what is the benefit to the team what is the benefit to the organization and individual benefit as well that maybe it is opening up uh, career opportunity and growth opportunity for individual so I think if we look at from that influencing perspective that how why starting with why why we want to do some initiative and influence uh, people that why, how it is going to impact our individual and collective life and then taking this as a journey uh, so probably and that would probably uh, create a uh, sustainable impact yeah no absolutely and i feel like that goes back to your previous points again with the creativity side and having trust within your staff members and the ability for them to approach with new emerging technologies and ideas as well so thank you so much for that um harsh do you have anything to add um yeah i think i missed out on one of the key most important examples in in in, in the software world um mainframe um all all the banks mainframe is i don't even know how old it is there's still banks using mainframes so their key core banking is on mainframe so newer is always not the better product out there so there's reason the old technologies are still there they're surviving um and you know yeah you just embrace the new but at the same point of time don't forget the old yeah, no, very good point. Um, and that, again, marks off what Adil was saying earlier in, in regards to those larger technologies and softwares that are still being used today. Um, I know you're still getting recruiters calling you. <laughs> perfect, perfect. So, um, yeah, we'll move we'll move over to the next question. Um, and this is more around, I think we've touched on this slightly on in, in the answers to this question as well. But this is more on the downside to um, an innovative culture. Um, so what would you define as the more negative connotations that come with that? Um, so, yeah, uh, I'd be keen to hear your kind of side of things, Harsh, if you don't mind kicking us off. Um, yep, I think the key things that come to my mind, uh, you know, the downsides of the negatives of um, innovative culture is uh, the first one is cost blowouts. It's 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 very uh, easy to lose track of you know time and effort spent uh, and money uh, because time and effort equates money. End of the day, um, when when you are in that um, you know uh, constant urge, you've got that constant urge to innovate to, you know, come up with something new. Um, another thing that I've, you know, personally experienced within the, within the team is uh, there, there's this concept of unclear priorities within the team. It's very, you know, very common where you've got competing ideas, competing priorities, then people are not sure, not clear anymore within the team on what they are actually supposed to work on. And that, you know, kind of leads to missed delivery milestones. So 
you end of the day you're trying to deliver something and then if you get lost in the whole i need to innovate i need to do something new you know you are better you you tend to spend more time and effort on that and then lastly i think it's very easy to get consumed with the idea that you have personally because some sort of ego comes into the play as well that it's my idea why why do i think it's not going to work it's definitely going to work and then you get emotionally connected even though you know back in your head you know that it's not going to work and it's not worth working on it anymore you, you know time time to leave it and move on but that that that's the key things that come to my mind as negatives of an innovative culture oh no thank you so much for that um mafoso would you like to add anything in it, um into there as well yeah sure i uh, i think um, yeah i think you know, losing the focus uh, mm. is probably um that because uh, uh, this type of work is usually very unstructured right because you you start with a hypothesis that and you start with some experiment and then from the outcome of the experiment and feedback and then you determine the next iteration and sometimes it is frustrating uh, for the stakeholders that the team is not getting any result it is just from one experiment to another from an, another experiment to another so i think uh, that so how how do you manage uh, this uh, expectation so I, i think we are talking about the downside here so this is one of the downside that you keep doing experiment one after another and you're doing all the right thing taking feedback taking next action but probably is not getting any result uh, and also it it is uh, uh, also take resource and um, yeah I, i think sometimes this uh, uh, this type of team probably fall into the spiral that not able to dis, uh, distinguish between known and unknown uh, only only become very adventurous to explore the unknowns but once we know some known and uh, that okay we have a successful experiment how can we make a progress real progress uh, something uh, in in the right direction but if we keep exploring unknown then then we may lose focus and lose track yeah no of course and that brings back to harsh's comment as well around like that cost part as well um the more time spent is obviously more money that's being spent <laughs> uh Adil, is there anything that you'd like to add uh, in terms of downsides i think harsh and gun um mefuzel have mentioned uh the only downside i can think of is uh being innovative or innovative teams or you know innovative companies sometimes it becomes difficult to quantify or holding people accountable so for example let's say let's say i'm in, i'm a member of the team and i'm an expert in xyz new technology and my six or seven member team relies on me to implement this technology now because i'm an expert i can misuse that saying that you know i can't follow this process because your process doesn't work for this thing it's it's something really new and you know so it's really hard to sometimes uh keep these innovative uh you know or i should say different ways of doing things you know hard to keep that accountable and uh, that's yeah. one for it, and it's very difficult to make them follow the process sometimes as well so these these are the two downsides i can think of honestly when when it comes to thinking about uh, innovation culture which like downside of innovation culture Yeah, no, absolutely. Um and I feel with a lot of tech it's consistently emerging, so 
I suppose the amount of um, new and emerging technologies is uh, plentiful. So, yeah, no, really, really good points made there. Um, so moving on to the next question, um, this is more surrounding transitioning um, into other roles. So the, what would be the pros and cons when transfer, when transitioning into another role? Um, what kind of challenges would you come across in terms of that innovation piece? So Mafuzal, um, would you like to um, start with the pros and cons for yourself? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I, I think, um, yeah, I think different. Uh, let's let's start with pro I, th I think pros and and usually people change a role for various reasons right so it could be um, there could be say there is no opportunity to grow or you have been there for a long time and you feel that you were you hit a ceiling and there could be some negative reason maybe to toxic culture or uh, team and and people want to have a different change as well or uh, change the track or move to a different track there are personal reason as well. You want to move to a different location, a particular company. So this, this so so basically um, uh, these are the pros that by moving to new role, you address this these uh, concerns, right? You you move to a different track, you move to a different mm -hmm. location, you, you get the opportunity to work. And I think the challenge would be to building trust first, right? You you have to, no matter what how experienced you are when you join a new company, then you have to you you when you are working somewhere for a long time you build your network and relationships so to me that is the biggest um, i think aspect you have to start all over again and then uh, no matter what how competent you are or capable you are you have to build that trust and relationship so uh, I think uh, this is not necessarily a disadvantage. This is an exciting as well because that may be a motivation. You want to work with new people and you build connections. So, yeah, I'm probably contradicting with myself that whether this is a disadvantage. Or <laughs> no, the valid points keep yeah. going. <laughs> yeah, this could be a challenge, but at the same time, yeah, it could be because you you may feel that okay, you, it takes a long time because uh, you need to know a lot of people outside your team and things. And, and of course, that other challenge is that clarifying and managing expectation that what is actually expected uh, from your from your role, uh, particularly if it is a senior and leadership role. Uh, I, th I think one common thing people talks about now that is everything is ambiguous, right? You can't have the right answer or right direction. You, you, you need to float and live and breathe in ambiguity. Something you may ask question, your boss, boss's boss may not have the answer because actually nobody has the answer. So you, you need to know how to live uh, in ambiguity. Uh, so other, other thing uh, uh, I feel uh, that yeah, onboarding plays a uh, good role here. Uh, that how the onboarding is. There are there are two two uh, dimension of onboarding. Sometimes you may join an organization and you are you start your first day, and that's it. You are expected to perform. And there are some organization, and I'm fortunate to work with many organizations where it has a solid onboarding experience. Like and there's there's a different level. Say say organization level. Uh, you get a, some solid onboarding and then you have a team level and then if you are fortunate you can get a tailored onboarding experience uh from from yeah from your 
So I think uh, this is another challenge and excitement that you get overwhelmed with tons of information with with the onboarding. Uh, But it depends again, company to company and your manager that how is your onboarding experience. I I have some fantastic experience with onboarding and allow a lot of time to understand and connect me to the right people, right process. So yeah, I think think these are the main thing uh, I would highlight. No, absolutely. Like you say, there are a number of variables um, that are involved when transitioning to other roles as well. So, yeah, I really appreciate those points. Um, Adil, would you like to um, elaborate more on that transitioning of roles and the challenges and how to deal with them? Yeah, sure, Andy. So, um, there can be two types of transition, like uh, what I can think of. One is your transitioning roles when you're moving from one company to another. Now that that might be because of you know any benefits or probably you're moving to a better company. Second thing is you're changing roles or your roles are being changed within the same company. So I'll rather focus on the second one because that has happened to me four times. I was hired as a software engineer and then after six months or one year I was promoted to be uh, a lead in the team. So the biggest thing that uh, I learned and I try and maintain is you have already been in the company for six to eight months or one year or some you know whatever period as xyz and now you're being promoted so people already know you and know how you behave how you respond to things do not change when you get power so so stay humble that's that's one you know when you get power obviously you have to be strict with some things but there you have to again uh be careful that you know others don't think that you're trying to, you know, lead, being, you're trying to lead, think, dictate them, just stay focused. And objective again should be to deliver. Earlier, you were part of the team. Now you're leading the team. So you're probably more responsible. So keep people empowered. And uh, that's the biggest thing. So the challenges obviously are some people obviously are unhappy. Those who have been in the company before you, they were expecting a position, which you got, that might be the case. Other might, some might be happy in case if there is someone who's happy. And the third case might be a lot of people just might not bother. So consider all of them equal and especially attached to those people who are unhappy because they are still part of your team. And it's important to gain and retain their trust because they are, you know, important contributors to your team. So these two are one of the biggest challenges. Like, I've got a very good example from Richard Branson. Uh, he mentioned in his book, how you as a leader keep people empowered. So Richard Branson in his version company, he's very famous that he keeps he keeps recruiting that every person is a leader in, in themselves and they are very open to come up and speak about a change if they feel there is required. So there was a hostess in, uh, in United States who accepted a passenger and the passenger was unhappy because he was business class and there was a pickup scheduled for him which didn't come so he had to come by taxi so he asked for a reimbursement and this air hostess paid 70 dollars out of her pocket and then she asked her for a reimbursement from her manager and her manager said that no one asked you to repay so you, you just did this on your own so we would not reimburse it somehow this went to richard because he was the owner of virgin and then he he took a flight from UK all the way to America to meet this air hostess and reward her. So 
and you know this is a leader leading by example so this example basically sums up what i'm trying to say you 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 are a leader for people so if people are not with you you would look behind and there's no one to support you so make sure you will have challenges but you have to deal with them in a very positive way there's no other way you look you have to take things positively you have to take negative comments positively as well and respond to them positively if you want to succeed as a leader thank you so much adil um, i really really enjoyed that story as well i feel like uh, as you say leaders can take a lot from their their leadership team and and as you say it does trickle down into all your employees as well um harsh is there anything that you'd like to add yeah sure um firstly the word transition i think that sums up 2023 so far for us <laughs> so um, <laughs> um um anyway uh going back to the topic i think i'll try and take a different take at it um on on uh you know transitioning or moving on to or cross skilling uh whether you're in the same organization or you're trying to move on to another organization into a new technology so that that that's what i would like to talk about so the biggest um you know there's some let's talk about the pros for that uh definitely keeps life interesting right you, there's often comes times where you get bored with working on the same technology doing the same thing there's a lot of you know mundane activities that you tend to do on daily basis so if if you want to change that it's, it's definitely you know something that you should consider uh next you know new technologies you need to keep up with time so maybe that's the next step that you need to take uh, or the right step you know you know you you were working on c you now you know you want to work on c++ or java for example and still be in the same development uh, arena and zone and that kind of opens a lot of good pathways uh, to progress in your career um and then um the cons to me is um there will be certain times of unstability in your career um you know you will be stepping outside of your comfort zone um so you need to be okay with that you need to mentally prepare with that for that um and then another thing is it's very easy to get lost and overwhelmed with the options that you have especially in the current market um which technology do i pick where do i move um what's the right move whether it'll work work for me or not and you know it it can backfire at times but again it's nothing that can't be rectified so there's always fallback options there's always other avenues and at least you'll have that uh thing in your head that you didn't try you tried and you tried and you failed so that and that's okay the biggest challenge is uh when it comes to cross skilling and moving on to new technologies i think it's it's time money and the opportunities that you have in hand so not all organizations encourage cross skilling they don't have the resources or you have to spend your own time on your own money on trainings and you're not presented with opportunities in the same organization to work on those technologies they don't have projects another question you need to ask is uh is your leadership aligned with your goals um that you have um but having said that you can overcome those challenges um adversity makes strong men and women uh according to me and if you believe that's exactly what you want then all you need to do is just commit and do it and you will be successful come what may 
um that's where i would like to end this no perfect thank you so much harsh um so fantastic so before we end the podcast uh, I'd just like to say thank you for all of our guests for sharing the thoughts in today's conversation. Obviously, we've had a right deep dive um, into innovative culture, what that means to you as individuals, but also what that means to you as a team. Um, we've touched on numerous things and I can't thank you enough for all of your input. I've really enjoyed it. Uh, so once again, the guests on today's podcast have been Adil, who is the technical team lead at Alenium. We have Mafuzel, who is the Senior Engineering Manager at Oracle. And we also have Harsh, who is the Engineering Manager at Accenture. Um, thanks again for all of our guests. And thank you so much for listening. I really hope you've had a good time. And hopefully you'll join us next time.